at the party, Richter! Hello, welcome back to See You at the Party, Richter. For this episode, we're going to be discussing Arnold's 1987 amazing picture, Running Man. I'm joined by Aaron Frescas and Christopher Chapman. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing great, and I would say your uh, your Arnold Schwarzenegger accent is getting better and better because, like, yeah. with that "see what the party reeked," like, yeah, I was like, oh, it doesn't sound like I don't know what it sounded like before, but that definitely <laughs> wasn't Arnold. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It was a guy who got like punched in the throat too many times. <laughs> um, actually, uh, the the key to it for me is just doing like the Danny get down, <laughs> and then just having that, and then going from there. Uh, that's how I. How I get the voice. Because make sure of that and Dana. Yeah. <laughs> Jump, Daddy will catch you. Um, I'm not great at it. I just pretend my tongue is swollen. <laughs> <laughs> it's stung by a bee. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, I used to be good at it. Then it went away for a while. And now it's like coming back, you know, it's just something you got to work on. <laughs> All right. And then before we watch it, let's get our thoughts on the movie. Even though Joe and I have kind of sort of already been through this before. Uh, you care to explain? So, uh, Running Man, a fun fact about this. This was actually the first episode we recorded, and it was a mess. It was a mess. (laughs) Apparently, I actually never heard it. But I enjoyed it. But I was also drunk. I, yeah, it, it it was super fun. Like I told I told Chris the other day because we were talking about it, and I was like, okay, because we were deciding which one to do, and it. Or, like, I was like, I think we should do Running Man, especially if I don't have to write it, because I've already gone through it once. Granted, I didn't write the episode, like, like how we usually write it, but, like, it, it was a bunch of, like, what did you compare it to? Chris Farley, the Chris yeah, it Farley was, show? it's just the Chris Farley show, but for an <laughs> Arnold movie. It's like, hey, you remember that scene? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> that sure was cool. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next scene. And oh, then, the- man, remember when he chainsawed that guy? That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was awesome. Exactly. Well, I mean, a special thing for any of the fans out there, we will give you that episode if you pay us like $500. <laughs> Or it's negotiable. That's so. how much their dignity goes for. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Mine's way less. Than <laughs> yeah. Uh, or if you just actually want to listen to it, we might be able to hook you up for money. <laughs> it's definitely a watch. Watch while you're watching the show or the movie, but like then it kind of loses track because we get distracted and start <laughs> talking about like rain. I think we talk about Game of Thrones for like five minutes. <laughs> hmm. But like, oh yeah, and it's just Joe trying to convince me to watch it while I'm like, nah, fuck that show. <laughs> okay, well now I have to listen to this, so I'll be sending myself $500. <laughs> Anyhow, so obviously Aaron and I have seen it recently because we did record a podcast on it, but uh, Chris, what's uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? It has to be at least like 15 years since I've seen it the last time. Really? At least. Wait, I haven't wait. seen this one in a very long time. How, how old are you again? 31. Damn. Right? You're yeah. fucking old. No, I mean, that's not what I was thinking, but... <laughs> <laughs> like... Geezer. <laughs> like, wait. did So you watched it when you were... Wait, 31, 15. Uh, so you watched it when, like, 16? Yeah. It used to be on cable. Uh, see, that's what I was saying. That's I, I'm almost positive I said that last time. It used to be on cable all the time, which yeah. is weird, but it's never on anything anymore. Yeah, no. I've I've not seen it running on anything in a long time. But I swear it used to be on, like, TNT and shit all the time. Yes, exactly. Huh, interesting. Because I, I remember watching it, like, 
it, it like it, just on TV all the time. It was always on. It was like uh, he doesn't have any movies like that anymore. I'm trying to think of movies that are like that now. What's what's on TV uh, all the time? I don't know. Who watches regular ass TV? <laughs> like, do you watch? <laughs> I have this? cable. Yeah. yeah, I have cable. Let's see. Like oh oh Marvel movies. Marvel Marvel oh, and Harry yeah. Potter movies. God, are, yeah. Marvel and Harry Potter movies are on all the time. Like, I love Marvel movies, and TNT is making me fucking tired of Marvel. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah. yeah, it's like commercials every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Which it just ends up me having like to. It's I just switch over to Disney Plus yeah. and then just watch yeah. the rest of the movie because I was watching Cap, uh, Captain America: Civil War and I was mm-hmm. like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna switch over. Like I I, I could have finished this movie a half hour ago yeah. if yeah. I would have switched over. But yes, it's it's like those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies uh, used to be on there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, it was The Hangover. <laughs> like the hangovers parts one through three uh what else was it they have uh, they go through cycles it's all cycles. yeah yeah there's there's cycles i remember passengers was fucking everywhere passengers? two years after it came out is that the one that jennifer lawrence uh that was creepy where, yeah, yeah. Where he's a, did a you watch that no i haven't seen it but watch passenger 51 movie was tight <laughs> the 57 57, oh. Is that Wesley Snipes? He's like, yeah. no, I watched the, the prequel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Six before. Uh, also, Passenger 69. That was on the Spice Channel. <laughs> that one was also tight. That was a real movie. Did, did you watch Oddly, it? Oddly, Wesley Snipes was in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's... Did you watch the Scrambled or did you watch it like... Yeah. We discussed this already, but it's like, yeah, you pause the boob and you jerk off to the one little purple boob. <laughs> Always back into the porn talk. <laughs> Always back in the porn talk, but like... Isn't that super weird to where it's like back then you could turn to do a channel and listen to people fucking, mm-hmm. but you can't watch it. Yeah. Well, because you had to pay to watch it. Oh, I know. But were you capable of jerking off to them just like fucking? Yeah. We discussed this before. What I did is I would have that and I'd loop it from my um, <laughs> the TV into my component stereo system and record <laughs> the sound of it and then listen to that on my Walkman, <laughs> knockoff Walkman, and then beat off to that. Um, we just like in the bathroom uh, wherever i mean it's like 15 so okay. anywhere i can get my hands on it and by it i mean my dick well <laughs> well would you would you like look at like a playboy or something like at the same time what, what am i a millionaire no <laughs> it was either like listen to the the sounds of cinemax or nothing <laughs> trying, so. to get, trying to get to the fucking playboys from our our fucking porn peddler gustavo or whoever had, <laughs> yeah. whoever had playboys uh there was one guy that we knew in high school and i have no idea what his name was but he did have he was able to get stuff i remember i bought a playboy with sable you know from the wwf <laughs> um, how sad is that yeah. like where it's not even like trying to score drugs; it's like trying to score like <laughs> naked girls. Like just, it's the- <laughs> hey man, times were different back then. <laughs> Way different. Yeah. God, I had it so easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's so hard. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, so we actually have a movie to talk about, not just uh, porn, um, which usually happens. Uh, so, um, Aaron. Yes. Tell me about your feelings with this movie. Again, this was, I think I said this last time, but this was, which nobody ever heard, but this was like a sick movie for me. Uh, to where, like, like, sick. Like, it was, yeah, <laughs> this movie's sick as fuck. <laughs> but no, it was like, uh, because like this movie, this movie and Kindergarten Cop were on all the time. 
Yes. Because Kindergarten Cop was on all the fucking time, which Eric was like, why do you like, like, Girlfriend? It's like, why do you like this movie so much? I'm like, Cause it was on all the time when I was little. Yeah. It, it's amazing also. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so it was on all the time. So I, I don't know. It was something that I would watch when I was, like, it just, this in Kindergarten Cop, every time I was sick, it was always on. Yeah. Didn't she miss, like, a year of school in middle school? Yeah, but I also didn't. I, I, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right no it was uh, i'm trying to think why i did that i didn't want to hang out with anybody i remember there was a period where every time i was sick you were home I'm trying to give i'm trying no i know why i did it but i'm like trying to give myself a good reason to why i did it i'm like why I, did you do it i like like this is turning into a <laughs> psych like podcast a, yeah, yeah. a therapy session <laughs> yeah. yeah i i have I, a degree in psychology <laughs> i don't for the same reason I'm, I I would do it now. I, I don't like hanging out with people. Like, I have a hard time interacting with people. Like, the friends that mm. I do have, I've had for a long time for, for a reason because you guys are like, oh, that guy's all right. But otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like interacting with crowds. I don't like interacting with people. And like high school, like school's the worst. Yeah, school gives me anxiety as far as going to school. Like first day of school stuff gave me the worst anxiety ever. Huh. Like uh, uh, for as long as I can remember. Did it not for you guys? No, but I was cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got me there. That uh, would have helped. Uh, you know what? You know what? Thinking back on it, being a little more attractive would have helped. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, except for when I had like super bad social anxiety because I smoked a lot of weed in high school. That's why I can't do it anymore. So th- those weren't fun, but I think I was just not a happy person back then anyways. So, um, see, that's what I was. I, I was smoking know. weed when I was like, <laughs> I was not cool, but like, I don't, man, I hate people. Like, so I don't, I didn't have a problem not talking to anybody. Like I just avoided everybody. <laughs> yeah. I but I mean, like you already got that at home, right? Cause like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't like, it was either go to school or me beating the shit out of you at home. Correct. <laughs> so like, <laughs> no. <laughs> school was a lot easier than home life for me you know like i yeah. have to fucking rake leaves and like cut down palm trees and shit at school so uh so how do you convince your mom to like let you stay home asthma bro that's pretending right. to be sick yeah it, it definitely is not hard to pretend to be sick with my mom yeah <laughs> she, she thinks i'm sick when i'm great <laughs> huh has like great. She's I, like, uh, oh, you yeah. look a little under the weather. And, yeah. But the problem is, is he doesn't believe her. Where I'm like, oh, are you sick? I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> she'll be home, and she'll. I'll come home, and she'll be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking great." Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Life is good. I just yeah. won ten bucks on the lottery. I'm like, <laughs> I. And then like with me, it's like I thought it was okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so therapy session. Go ahead. Um, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, for me, this movie, I believe, like, the first time I watched it was in the late 80s. My grandma took my brother and I to the San Diego Zoo before we lived in San Diego. And uh, we rented this movie and we got Gatorade gum. So, <laughs> what the fuck is Gatorade gum? Exactly. Oh, God, kids. Yeah, what children these days? Yeah, it was gum that was Gatorade flavored, and I guess maybe it hydrated you. Yeah, I was about to say, did it have electrolytes in it? It supposedly, (laughs) allegedly, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was bomb. 
and then we watched Running Man, even though I was probably far too young for that movie. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that was the first Arnold movie that I watched. But um, I just I fucking love this movie. It's it's kind of quintessential Arnold. Uh, it's got like an interesting story. Um, he's got like a bunch of amazing lines, uh, kicks a lot of ass. Um, and then there's always also the plus of that. It's based on a Stephen King book. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's like a weird feature of this as an Arnold movie. That's not usually the kind of, uh, the kind of thing that they adapt with Arnold. Yeah. Well, it's actually absolutely nothing like the book. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I thought. But, um, yeah, we can get into that, uh, discussion of the movie but the book is very dark and it takes place in like the world mm-hmm. not like in a game show but it yeah, is a game not show like a hyper world yeah yeah it's basically nothing like this movie and mm-hmm. uh there's rarely movies that are better in the book but i will say this one is one of them so yeah fight me nerds yeah i do remember this movie being a ton of fun like just fun from top to bottom from the look of it to the acting to the like set pieces and all that stuff it's just uh a whole lot of fun yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) all right i don't i think that's pretty much it for the movie yeah that's pretty much it we're gonna go watch it and then we'll be right back with some production info from yours truly as well as you know any fun promo clips i can find but yeah we'll see you in like 10 seconds on your marks get set killian I'll be back. Only in a rerun. Go! And we're back after watching the movie, but first, uh, let's, before we get into that, let's start on the production stuff, eh? Anything to mention before we get into that, though? I don't think so. No. I'm hungover. So, (laughs) there's that. Too much beer, man. Yeah. But I started, because I'm a professional, I started drinking again, because I need to be on my a game for this podcast for our fans yeah he cares about you people exactly hey man that's what i'm drinking yeah uh, you deserve the best that and so. the, the drinking problem but you know <laughs> all right so <laughs> okay so i got a lot of good stuff for this one it's more than usual but um so the movie's based on a book of the same name written by richard bachman it was uh, producer george linder Loved the book, but when they went to purchase the rights for it, the publisher wanted $20,000 to option it initially with the bigger payment of $100,000 if it actually got made. So this was before anyone knew who Richard Bachman actually was. So when George Linder found out how much the publisher wanted for the rights, he was all like, that's an insane amount for like an unknown person. Who the fuck does this guy think he is, Stephen King? (laughs) So (laughs) apparently they were super stoked. I think that was actual quote from like him too. But apparently they were super stoked uh, when they did eventually find out it was Stephen King. How big was Stephen King at this time? This was super big, right? Oh, he was, yeah, super big. Yeah, he was already really big. Okay. Yeah, like I mean, he was pretty big after kind of Carrie came out in the seventies. Was Carrie the first movie then? That was the yeah. first published book too, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah Carrie, okay. and then um, The Shining, and uh, I mean, Cujo was made into a movie at this point. Um, I think Firestarter as well like there's a lot of okay books that he made that was already movies he was like an a-list writer go and speaking of that in this book uh we are going to talk a little bit about the book later but uh there is something i noticed in this book um which i'm surprised nobody at the time 
picked up, but I guess you'd have to be familiar with Stephen King and also read this book. Uh, in the book, they talk about going to Derry, Maine, which is not a real city, but mm. it is a fictional city that Stephen King made up for it. I believe it was the first instance of it. So uh, this book came out before it was known that Stephen King was Richard Bachman. So surprised nobody ever put that together. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> Morons. I mean, I knew that. Like, I read it and I was <laughs> like, it, this is totally Stephen King. Exactly. Everybody knew that wasn't stupid. Yeah. Um, they were super stoked when they eventually did find out it was Stephen King because the, the price they paid for it was considered cheap for his stuff. And they pretty much saw like dollar signs thinking that they could use his name in the advertising, which sucks for them because once Stephen King saw what they did to his story, he forbade them from using his name, <laughs> which we can get into his problems with it after the movie. But uh, the movie was written by Stephen D'Souza, who wrote Commando. And I just got to say again, like just understands how to write Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Mm hmm. That and he wrote the Flintstones too, so you know I love the dude. Um, he's all right. <laughs> that's good. I get I get that B fifty two song stuck in my head all the time. So <laughs> got that going for him. It was uh, directed by Paul Michael Glaser, who played Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, but they actually ended up going through four directors before they got to him. Jeez. So first they directed George P. Cos uh, Cosmatos, who directed First Blood Part Two. Oh. It's the dumbest name in history. <laughs> Why isn't it just Second Blood? Oh, oh yeah. I was like, George P. Cosmatos? Oh, that's also dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so he ended up leaving for a few possible reasons. Steven D'Souza claimed he walked because the studio wanted to lower the budget from $27 million to $18 million. The other story was that Cos Cosmatos wanted to set the entire thing in a shopping mall. And then when they break out of there, they're supposed to end up in the wild, like in the wilderness. This was all supposed to be shot in Canada. Huh. I believe, which I think Stephen D'Souza ends up saying he's like he just got done shooting um, uh, Rambo, and I think he just like enjoyed shooting in the wilderness. But anyway, I believe uh, it was producer Rob Cohen who apparently didn't like the that they were gonna try to do all this stuff and ended up firing him. Mm. But I gotta just do a screen share real fast because let's take a look at Mister Costmodos for a second. So he's actually Italian. Which I think I showed you this last time we recorded, but does he not look like the owner of Oscars? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, <laughs> like, he does. Like the, the taco shop that we used to go to, which we met the owner once, and he looks exactly like the owner of Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'd kill for some Oscars right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure that would have helped with the hangover. So anyway, next up, they hired director Carl Schenkel. Who quit after a couple weeks because he felt he was in over his head with such a big budget film. Yeah. Which, good for good him. on him. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I wonder at what point he actually thought that. I don't know. Like man. Maybe, like, maybe I feel like Arnold was maybe bossing him around or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Tori's like, um, I, I can't, I can't say no to this. Yeah, film. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, next up was director Ferdinand Fairfax, but he was let go because he wanted to take the film in a direction that the produ producers didn't like. So Stephen D'Souza said it. he wanted to make the movie similar-ish to the first part of the Truman Show. So basically, you would have uh, been watching the show that would have been the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Interesting. What? So you know how the first part of the Truman Show is is like you're watching the Truman Show? Yeah. That's how he wanted to make the Running Man. So oh, like so you're watching the show. Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Like he said that the problems with this is that some parts of it wouldn't make sense narratively. 
Uh, and then uh, the example he gave was because it didn't show or explain how or why Ben Richards ends up on the Running Man program. He's just on there. So yeah, I guess they could have done like I don't know. There's ways around that. They could have done flashbacks or like like, like what Kill- they- Killian. Yeah, already does that on the in the movie. He yeah, like- but you you can, you're gonna think he's. Uh, I guess actually that might have worked because like it's a surveillance she, state. Like it's so you, easy to. Be you're gonna like, think this well, is... especially when like she finds what well, you wouldn't see her finding the tape either. All of a sudden it would just play. Yeah, yeah, and she would just appear out of nowhere. So that exactly. kind of that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but next up was Andrew Davis, who directed Collateral Damage. Yeah. It seems like he actually got quite a bit done. He helped fix the script to make it what it ended up being. He hired the dance choreographer, which is Paul Abdul. Yeah, and he helped cast a few of the roles, including Richard Dawson. So that's key. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge deal. Yeah. So he ended up shooting the prison break scene and the battle with Sub Zero. But eight days into shooting, he was already four hundred thousand dollars over budget <laughs> <laughs> and four days behind schedule. So they fired him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, they ended up hiring uh, Paul Michael Glaser, who is best known, like I said, as Starsky. But this was his actually his first movies. And then, from what I found, it seems like their budget increased increased quite a bit once they got Arnold on board. Mm-hmm. It looks like they started out with ten million dollar budget, but then ended up with twenty seven million when they, with Arnold getting five million. That makes sense that they went to a TV guy after the the last guy went like way over budget, super fast. Yeah, because that's what TV directors are are like. That's what they're good at. They're like journeyman Budgeting. directors who, who yeah, who get you in and out as efficiently as possible. <laughs> This Sorry. <laughs> the dog's like sitting there waiting for Erica. And, he's and, like, it, and it's funnier because he's got a collared shirt on right now. <laughs> just really politely waiting. Yeah. Like, um, it's it's great when the shirt gets gets uh, like opened up because he'll start running around and it's it's uh, it's Velcroed. And it's like a it's like a surf shirt. It's like a, it's a surf, yeah, like, you, you like a shirt a surfer will wear. So he looks yeah. like a fucking bro like a surf bro that looks like <laughs> part like parting too hard <laughs> anyway um so uh i was actually curious what um andrew davis directed before this i didn't even uh-huh. look i didn't even think to look because that that's a that's a good point oh but, you mean paul Baker glazer no no andrew davis this was paul oh, okay. glazer's first one but andrew davis it was his first movie i bet you it wasn't his first tv directing job though true was it no i don't think so okay uh so yeah, so the uh, movie was originally scheduled for a July 80, 1987 release, but was pushed back four months by TriStar to avoid to avoid competition with Predator, which was released in June. And I guess TriStar was originally okay with the movies competing with each other, but Arnold had a clause worked into his contract that prevented the studio from releasing a movie that would directly compete with one of his other movies. <laughs> it was eventually released on November 13th, 1987, and made $8 million its opening weekend, uh, which was number one at the box office, and it was number one at the box office for two weekends, and ended up with a total gross of $38 million. And it it was considered a, di- a box office disappointment, but it kind of seems like the only reason that that happened was because Predator made like a gajillion dollars, and I think they were expecting this to make just as much. Yeah. Anyway, let's watch some promo videos that I found. So it was kind of like Slim Pickens on this because almost all the promo stuff I found was for Predator. <laughs> uh, and I, But I did manage to find a couple, but not many more than I did last time. So what we're going to watch is uh, there's a couple of them that we've already seen before. But, you know, nobody else has seen them. So that works. <laughs> anyway, so we'll start off with director Paul Michael Glaser, who's doing an interview with the Archive of American Television. It's a more recent interview. 2000, I think it's 2014. 
but he's like all unshaven and disheveled and just looks like Joe that basically probably looked this morning. <laughs> like, just hung over because you can kind of tell when people are hung over, they kind of have like a look in their eyes a little bit. Like yeah. they always like look like they're like 30 seconds away from throwing up. Yeah. It's like a lost kind of staring off in his face. Which he definitely looks like a few times during this interview, but okay. So let me do a watch together real fast. Uh, hit play whenever. Okay. Rob Cohn was producing that. <laughs> and he asked me if I'd be interested directly. <laughs> he'd seen some of my work and, and was a fan. <laughs> and uh, after having done uh, uh, Band of Hand, I, I said, well, well, how much time do you have to prepare? I said, two and a half months. And pass. I didn't want to uh, get myself in a situation again. Uh, and then two weeks, then they hired Andy Davis, and then two weeks into photography, two weeks into <laughs> photography, like uh, starts itching uh, uh, they were a week behind. <laughs> and the first two weeks of a movie, a head must roll. And so uh, they fired Andy, and they came to me and asked me if I'd take it over. That was on a Thursday. <laughs> And I said, well, how long were you shut down for? And I said, the weekend. He's <laughs> drunk. That's funny. He's so drunk. Okay, I'll do it. Because it was a win-win. I mean, if the film worked, I was a hero. And if it didn't work, poor Andy was the bad guy. Um, so that was what that was about. <laughs> kind of trails off for a second. And, uh, yeah. It's like he woke up and he was still drunk. Yeah. He's like, I'm not hungover yet. I'm still drunk. All right, I got to give this interview. I wonder if he rescheduled the interview. Like, he was like, no, we need to do it now because like, later's not going to work. And he's yeah. like, I'm still drunk right now, so now is probably the best time. Yeah, I got some juice before I start throwing up. <laughs> exactly. We watched that. Okay, so the next one is one of the only interviews with Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger I could find, which sucks because he was on the Tonight, Tonight Show promoting it. But whatever. Anyway, it's that uh, interview. It's an interview with Bobby Wygant, who just seems like a sweet gal. But she uh, asks him if he ever wants to play a more serious role in the future, where he doesn't have to rely on like physicality, something like you know, like Terms of Endearment or Kramer versus Kramer. And his reason for why he could never play those roles is great. Do you dream of doing that? No. I never had a dream uh, to do do any of those kind of movies. I love to do the films that I do. Uh, I know that the people are entertained by those kind of films and they enjoy seeing it because it's just you have to look at the box office and you know how successful those films are. So I know I'm doing something for the majority of people. I think that there's, there are a lot of actors out there that are much more comfortable to do the Kramer versus Kramer or the ordinary people and all those kind of films because they look physically and facially uh, much more convincing for those kind of parts to the average guy <laughs> off the street. I could never play that because, uh, you know, people know me for my heroic films and I look much more heroic because of my physical look um, <laughs> that I've to the screen and all that. So I play the films that I'm most believable in and that I have the best time in and that I think everyone can enjoy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, yeah. 
he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I just like how he's like, my body type is too muscular to play an ordinary person. I could never be in Kramer versus Kramer because I am too heroic looking. No, no one's going to believe my wife would leave me. Come on. <laughs> and then he just like flexes. Yeah. Rips off his shirt. <laughs> okay. And then the last thing I can find is just stupid as fuck. But uh, <laughs> so it's a little more recent, but it's related to the movie. Apparently Ben Richards, Richards is a playable character in a game, specifically WWE. 2k16 <laughs> really yeah it's 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 like a 40 oh, second clip but it's it's worth uh checking out let me yeah okay and here we go where he's running and then <laughs> i like he has to run out because he's a running man but like right here like <laughs> Okay, do most do most wrestlers act like this? I don't know. Yeah, I think now they do. Okay. <laughs> He's like Okay, so sorry, this is probably like the, the worst like medium to put a video like this in there because there's no dialogue. <laughs> but like he's like runs up to the ropes and is like shaking the ropes around. Just also he looks inflated. Like, <laughs> yeah. like not chubby, but just like he's soft everywhere, like really <laughs> pillowy everywhere. Yeah, he's wearing like one of those muscle suits, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a crazy game. But, and, uh, he, and, and the way he's running too, he doesn't run like an athlete. He runs like a <laughs> <laughs> runs like a like a video game character. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, and with that, it's about time to say goodbye for this episode. Uh, join us next week for a new one, which will include at least the first half of the movie summary. And if you want to watch the movie before listening, which you definitely should because it is awesome. Uh, as of September first, two th- twenty twenty one, you can find it streaming for free on Max Go, which I believe is Cinemax's streaming thingy. Also, DirecTV, Cinemax Prime Video, and then Spectrum. Otherwise, you can rent it on, like, every other streaming service. But, yeah. Alrighty. Well, we're out of here, but hopefully we'll... See you at the party, Richter!